0: Ladies and germs,
1: welcome to yet another episode of the Murfanko Experience, Pittsburgh Baseball Now's very own podcast, and we have yet another episode today for you, and uh, got some pretty good topics on hand. Uh, no special guests, uh, although some special guests will be coming as the season progresses. Got to give guys some time to get acclimated with their team and the season, um, but NOLA, unfortunately, uh, Louisiana Ted. Is unfortunately uh unable to <laughs> attend uh today's podcast recording. Uh had some things going on personal life and I uh, just got back to the hotel, I guess he was saying. Um, but we do have Murph, Anthony Murph dog Murphy, big bear. What's going on, baby? What's going on, man? Not a What's damn thing. It's Friday, Fri, I guess I should say. And uh off for the weekend, as always. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty damn good. But, you know, let's just dive right on into the topics for today. Um, Off the air, we were talking about Nicky G and uh, the struggles that he's been facing. Uh, April wasn't that hot. Uh, Had a pretty weird on-base percentage, though. He either walked or struck out, as you said but he's on pace for an even worse month in uh may uh with 27 mm-hmm. less at bats than he had in april so is it time
0: to hit the panic button on mickey g i think to an extent yes but also i think we're going to get we're going to touch into the whole development thing later so i won't i won't give too much of it away
1: okay
0: um I I think to a point you have to be concerned because, like, this is a a a lot. And even when he's not making contact, or even when he is making contact, he's not hitting for a lot of power. Not seeing much of the power that we saw last year. I mean, some of it, yeah, Greensboro. You know, we knew some of it was some of those numbers were inflated, but didn't think it was this bad. And he's just he's just looked lost at times at the plate, like. Mm -hmm. Um, you look at the game, I believe it was yesterday and he, he's as soon as it looks like he makes up his mind to swing like it's fastball immediately and then has, has just hasn't been able to make the adjustment once he finds out it's so he's just not even close and maybe here and there, that kind of stuff. That's fine. Work on it. But to this extent. I I think there is a little bit of concern that needs to be had with it.
1: Yeah. And you know, going off my little cheat sheet here, I wrote down, you know, the last seven days worth of games, you know, five games for Nikki G there. And he's at 18 at bats, uh, has struck out nine times, so half the times in his at bats, he struck out. That one sixty seven, I mean Ah, it's just so hard to see him go through that, especially after uh, the hot streak he got on towards the end of the year after his injury with Greensboro. And then things start to creep in. Well, was it the park he was playing in because he was showing a lot of pop and we know how tiny Greensboro is first national bank field. So I'm very, very concerned. Like it's to the point to where I think what what what's going on here is it he's not ready for double a is it he's getting in his own head is it a combination of the two you know we're we're looking at you know just his april and may numbers here april he batted 217 struck out 14 times or 25 times excuse me walked 14 times and 60 at bats and then you go down to may He's played in 10 games, had 37 at bats, and he struck out 18 times and only walked twice. So the walk numbers are severely down from May. And, you know, we talked about this in the Twitter group where it seems as if he has a problem recognizing the ball or maybe I I can't quite explain it. But, you know, you described it perfectly with curveball. The curveball was just being thrown constantly to Nikki G two nights ago or a night ago and it, he just seemed lost so why is that Murph why, why is Nikki G struggling so damn much now
0: I mean maybe maybe part of it is just like you think him coming from was it New Mexico State and maybe the the level of competition that he had faced up to that point just had hadn't been this advanced when it comes to that um but I, I i don't know this is one of those things that it's just like a huge mystery because you think how how can anyone miss something like this if this like is a le- legit concern yeah. like how does this go unnoticed to the point to where he's a top 10 draft pick if this is something that's legitimately going on and like i remember like Last year, watching some of the Greenville games and, you know, they don't they don't broadcast the home games, So it's like you have to wait till they're on the road and the road announcers brought it up and they like brought it up. So, like, if they're bringing it up and it's that noticeable for for like a broadcaster who's not even covering the team on a day to day basis, how glaring of a hole is that then? That that that's like, okay, well, like that dude has an issue. And that's a top ten pick right there, having an issue with a breaking ball like that. And like you were saying, like the last couple of days, I think they threw like two or three straight curveballs to him, and he just wasn't close on any of them.
1: Just whiffed completely.
0: Yeah, like he wasn't wasn't close. Like he saw it as a fastball out of the hand up high. He started swinging like that. It broke down and just didn't make any kind of. Now, I will say, like later in the game, the base hit that he he had. He, he did a little bit of a better job adjusting and, and keep staying back. And he kind of just slapped one the other way. That's good. That's good. That's, that's what we want to see. That's the adjustments that you want to want to make. Mm-hmm. It's just that when it's one of those compared to you're saying he's already struck out what close to 20 times this month, 18, one times compared to 20. Or nine, that's, that's, excuse me. Yeah. That's not, that's not going to get it done. Yeah. So
1: I I'm tripping, man. my my numbers are all confused in my head. I was like, yeah, 18. No, it's not. It's not that severe. Yeah. Uh, Um, Half half, of his at-bats.
0: Half of his at-bats in the last week. Well, he's so like, this isn't looking at his last, this isn't looking at today's game because I haven't had a chance to look at the final numbers for today's game, but he's already struck out. He struck out six times in, in this series already in the first three games yeah that's not adding into anything that he might have done tonight before everything updated
1: yeah it's it's starting to look very apparent that he's either lost in his own head or he the competition level he faced at new mexico state as you pointed out was sort of a what's a good word it hid a lot of issues I guess you could say, and uh, I I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's extremely concerning.
0: And. I will say, I will give, I I don't want to say give a pass, but I I will say this series I have noticed I I, I've mentioned it on on Twitter too. the Somerset team that they're facing right now, the Yankees minor league Mm -hmm. team. There's a lot of pitchers on there. Like I, like I, I was trying to match names with like top thirty lists and stuff like that. I didn't really see any of them, at least like just glancing through it. But some of these pitchers, they they have some, re- And I know Double A is like the first big league. If you could do a Double A, more than likely you could. But they have some really advanced breaking pitches. Like they, mm-hmm. they're that whole staff has looked pretty good. Like the the starter t- today for or Friday night for Somerset. Uh, five and two thirds didn't give up a single hit just a yeah. walk yeah. And, and Altoona's the entire lineup just looked completely lost against him the entire night and the starter the night before he struck out he ended up with like a career high in strikeouts too against them so it's not just him right now it, it seems like a more of a collective issue and stuff like that but it does kind of feel if you want to if if you want to say anything this week, they're just, they just kind of ran across a really good pitching staff right now.
1: Yeah. John Draker of P2 uh, pointed something out throughout the minor league season. So far the pirates as a whole in the minor league system have struck out an enormous amount of times Mm -hmm. and that begins to start to, you know, turn the wheels in your head. Well, is this a, a, a complete system failure as far as what they're teaching the kids at the plate or or is it just the fact that it's early i don't know it's like i'm not quite sure yet but the numbers are very apparent as it is right now small sample size granted but nikki g is just We're one sure. of the biggest blips on the radar of mm-hmm. okay this is where we have to start to worry yeah. and He's a college bat, so he should be more advanced
0: than. We're not seeing these issues from uh, Henry Davis right now.
1: No, he, we're not. Henry if if Davis... there's anyone
0: this week, I mean, he's only played. He's only played twice, so but, had he's he's put in some really good at bats so far in in double A, especially against this pitching staff. And poor Henry
1: Davis getting hit by every single ball that's thrown his way.
0: He tried to duck out of way one, and it still like broke into into and like hit him. But they call they said he like swung the bat as well too. It's just like he's like a magnet. It's it scares me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he's playing in a position where you get beat up. So yeah. Yeah. Like he doesn't need, he doesn't need any extra getting beat up kind of stuff playing catcher.
1: No, no, but absolutely not. Um, so that was, you know, the concerning part of uh, the the podcast. We will have a couple more concerns uh, with some other players, but let's now transition to someone in the Pirates major league team that has been putting together a pretty good season as of right now considering it's the pirates major league team in 2022 and that's daniel vogelbach daniel vogelbach has been you know placed at leadoff spot he performed very well in that spot and now we're starting to see ben gamel transition to the leadoff hitter and vogelbach sent down to the cleanup spot where Mm -hmm. traditionally you'd think a guy his size would be with his power so I know Murph, you haven't seen a whole lot of the major league club as of now, uh, because you know, you do incredible work with P2 and covering the minor league system, but what have you seen from Vogelbach as of now? And do you think that he is the perfect trade bait piece when the deadline comes or do you extend that? Well,
0: so I was thinking about that after like you brought him up earlier today um, about talking about him tonight. And you know, thinking about him, he's kind of from everything I've seen, he's pretty much been exactly what we w- would have expected, right? Like, I mean, he kind of jumped out to a hot, hot start, so like the average is kind of up right there, but it's starting to even out. You know, he's never been more, more than what a two hundred and twenty, two hundred and thirty at most hitter. Yeah, um, he had the thirty home run year that one year. Um, so he he's kind of just been what we've expected, which is good, which is good. This is exactly what they needed. They needed someone else other than Cabrian and, and especially with Brian Reynolds still kind of working things (sighs) out right now. So, which it's, it's important to, so like me personally, I kind of liked him in the leadoff spot just, just because with how good Cabrian's been hitting, I, I wanted someone that you can count on to get on, on base, just to give some more, um, run scoring opportunities for yeah. Key. I, I I think if you don't have someone up there that you can – really and which Gamble's filling in perfectly right now. Absolutely. For so, so it's just like – I like Key as a leadoff hitter. I think he's good. But when he's one of your better hitters right now, and I feel like I'm getting off topic a little bit. No, but I good. think he just <laughs> – I, I, I think you – if Key's one of your better hitters, you want him to come up to the plate with guys on. And, and Volgobot's kind of been been able to do that. But him as the cleanup hitter right now, I, I I think I think him kind of just being exactly who we thought he was is perfect. It's it's what we needed. As far as the trade bait, I think the thing that drives up his value is the same reason that you probably want to keep him. Because he has that that's option where I'm for at. next year. Yeah. Yeah. He has that option for next year. That's that's what? A million dollars if that. I don't even yeah. think it's a, yeah, it's 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 very cheap. So obviously that's something that uh, it's the Bob noting special, <laughs> yeah. But wow, we can get this guy; who can give us some power for for really cheap. Sure, and but with also, that short think porch, too. and exactly
1: Clemente Wall. Mm-hmm.
0: But then also too, how many teams would probably love to eat, eat take on someone like that at that cheap? Yeah, for like a for a DH option. Yeah, I, I teams would throw out an extra whatever to get it. So it's kind of a, where 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 are you at with it? Like me personally, I keep vocal about even I'd I'd uh, sign on to the option or whatever like that. Keep him for next year. Yeah, Um absolutely. See how things go with who's coming up and stuff like that. Maybe Mason Martin steps in, and you're okay with dealing him or moving on from him at that point. So, but right now, I, I love everything <laughs> he's brought to the table. Keep him, keep him. Yeah, and, and you
1: mentioned, you know, he's starting to even out. You know, he had that hot streak going at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season. And you take a look at his last 15 games, you know, 55 at-bats. Um, he's carrying a 218 average, He drove in seven runs, six walks, 13 strikeouts. So uh, it's not great, but, you know, he's bound to hit some kind of
0: – It's baseball.
1: Yeah, it's you're going to oh, hit these against lows. Against you. yeah. You're going to yeah. hit these lows. And, you know, you look at the last seven games, struck out five times, only drove in one run, which was the solo shot, four hits. So it, it is a little uh, disheartening to see because I just love Vogelbach for some reason. He, he's such an infectious personality, yeah. you know? So, yeah. but... Yeah, I I see where you're going with this and the fact that you want to keep that million-ish dollar option for next year. It's a guaranteed DH spot. You don't have to worry about it. Um, But that does block some other guys from getting potential DH roles, like a Cal Mitchell, potentially, who's been tearing it up and very consistent in AAA. I think he has his average over 302 now after tonight's game. Our Friday's game sorry AP style I gotta get used to it <laughs> um, but I don't know man overall average at 258 and 97 at bats five dingers 12 ribbies and I think he's the NL leading vote getter for DH in the uh all-star game as of now very very sure. early so he is what he is and Hopefully the pop comes a lot more now with him batting cleanup from what it looks like. So yeah, Vogelbach is my dude. And i have just,
0: I just wanted to talk about him to be honest with you. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think he, he, he's just what he is. He's a guy who can hit righties and that's pretty much it. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to want to throw him out in the field. You're not going <laughs> to want him to, Hit lefties. You're not gonna want him running the bases really. Um he can truck it but, though, but, man. Yeah. It's more of those things like like he picks up a little momentum and just get out of his way. Like I'm not gonna try to tag him. To <laughs> Stay out of the know. way of the
1: train, baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I mean
1: You see that big gutted yeah. dude coming at you, you better get the hell out of the way, man. It's, oh, it's yeah. I'm, it's I'm not even
0: I'm not even trying to tag him. No, I'm just so.
1: telling him to hang on to the ball. Yeah, Steelers shouldn't have drafted uh, Cam Hayward's brother. And uh, they should have just got Boba Buck for the H-back fullback role. <laughs> Imagine that dude coming at you, 276 foot, real staunch. Like, no one's going to stop that dude. No, I
0: absolutely did not. Uh,
1: I, unfortunately, you know, I have to mention the Pirates and, and the Red series. Uh, they just lost to the Reds again. Uh, second straight game of this series uh, first two games i should say and i think they've won only one out of five against the reds
0: so far so very piratey anyone who covers that team
1: hey, thanks. I, feel bad for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your sympathy um it, it's a very piratey thing to do to take two out of three from i think the nl's best team in the dodgers and then Lay some goose eggs against the Reds. I mean. Only win one out of five. You let, you let Connor Overton. You let Connor Overton is. dominate you. For what, like six innings? Six and a third, something like six that? Six and a third, something like that, yeah. Jesus Christ almighty, man. It's so frustrating. But, I mean, it's my team, and I, I was born into this. So, hooray.
0: Um, I feel pretty, the good and the bad, right? We, we got the we got the Steelers. We got the the Penguins. Like
1: you no, can't
0: Penguins. have it all. It's it's not fair. It's
1: not fair. Goddamn, Penguins taking it to Game Seven. Got to rely on Tristan Jari in one foot.
0: Uh, I, I feel like that's still your better option at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the better <laughs> option. We're getting off topic with hockey here, so let's transition. Yeah. Uh, Back to the minor leagues, because I mean, it's the best thing to talk about is when you're Pirates, when you cover the Pirates. So Um, who I really wanted to get into, and we talked about this off the air um, as kind of like a fill in. Let's get into some Jared Jones, because I know you wanted to talk about him and the numbers may be a little deceiving as to how the kid is actually performing in high A right now so what have you seen from jared jones that makes that should make people say wait a minute this kid's actually performing extremely well despite the inflated numbers
0: i think i think one thing too and i guess this is a good topic to bring up too because like for as concerned as we can as concerned as we might be with nick gonzalez like things things can change you know Mm -hmm. all it takes i that one article where matt fraser was talking about like it was like one swing and then everything clicked that's his, That's that's all it really needs. So, but like on the Jared Jones side, like the numbers aren't great. But I, I try I try to think to the the age. He's twenty, playing in high A. Yeah. it's high A. It's Greensboro. It's a very hitters friendly league in general. Mm-hmm. The the stuff is still there. He's throwing mid to upper nineties whenever you know, when when there is a game on the catch and there's a radar and and, and stuff. Breaking stuff still looks good. I rem- I I believe it was the last game that that I saw him play. It looked like there's a little bit more of an emphasis that they did on on throwing the changeup. And, and maybe like a little bit of a two-seam slinker kind of kind of thing as well. So that could have kind of led to the the rough numbers too. You gotta remember too still the miners, so they're still working on some stuff, so they may oh, go yeah. out there and tr- put an emphasis on something they're not too confident in and then they get beat up with it, so that kind of inflates the numbers, but I-, I-, I feel like thinking about it and talking about it with some people on Twitter, I think the only thing I'm looking for from Jared Jones this year is a full healthy season. Yep. I don't care what any of the numbers say. I mean, I, I guess there'd come a point to where it's kind of be like, okay, well, this this is kind of worrisome, well, but yeah, for, for the most part, he gets to a healthy season. That's, that's all I'm asking for. Stay right on track
1: for double a into 2023.
0: Yeah. He'll be 21 years old next year in double a. Yep, His stuff will have a chance to to be showcased a little bit more, a lot more picture friendly. Yep.
1: Against there. advanced hitters too. So it's the best scenario for both.
0: Yep. Exactly. 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 He gets up to a, a, a healthy, ready to go. Well, he finished mid-60s, right around 70 innings this year. So maybe if we can get him up to 85 this year, maybe right under 100, I, I, I think I think maybe maybe if you have to pick a number, that's probably the number I'm looking for, is how many innings they can stretch him out to this year. And if they can get him to 85, 90, any, anything extra is bonus, I, I'd be happy with that.
1: Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned, you know, emphasis on the changeup because that seems to be the last dragon that a pitcher tries to slay. Uh, Especially for someone who wants to be projected as a starter, you have to add that third, even fourth pitch, uh, you know, to project going more than just an inning or two out of the bullpen. (laughs) My type of people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But what have you seen as of right now, even though there aren't a lot of games being streamed for Jones, how has his changeup looked as of now, and do you think he's developing his off-speed stuff?
0: Well, I mean it. It looked good. He had, there's some, there were some really good moments with it. Um, I I think what it comes down to, it, it probably looked exactly how you thought it would for a 20 year old who had who hadn't thrown it as much. Um, but I came out over – like, everything that I've seen from it, like, if you throw the numbers aside and everything like that, there hasn't been anything – I said last year in the offseason that I, I felt he had the most electric slash raw stuff in the system. And there's been little that I've seen this year that makes me think otherwise. Like, at this point, you know, Contreras, you know, he's obviously the top pitching prospect in the system. I think Mike Burrows is, is right after him now at this point. He has more – refined stuff a lot more refined stuff than anyone else outside of Contreras but when it comes to raw electric powers you know stuff I don't think there's a guy that matches Jared Jones still
1: that's fair that's a fair assessment
0: um I'm glad
1: you mentioned Mike Burrows because a certain parental figure would crucify you if you didn't
0: uh mention him <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean he's he's been he's been he's been good he's been good. He's been, he's yeah. worked, like, every, every single start, you go out there, and so, like, one thing, too, with them, and, like, we keep getting off topic, but... Uh, that's what but, we do um, here, baby. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we do. That's our thing. Um Like, so, last, last season, when I went down, and I saw Contreras pitch, there's that, there's that feeling, that vibe that you got in the stadium with him, because of his stuff. His stuff is that good. You just... You just watched him pitch. He had the opposing fans going, wow, that guy's good. Mike Burroughs had that same kind of feeling vibe in the stadium when I was there this year in, in Richmond. Just the kind of – when he threw the electric – the good fastball, the curveball was, like, unhittable there. He's added in the changeup here re- recently, and the changeups look really good for something that I haven't seen too much of in the past. So I don't know uh, if he's just been hiding it, waiting for it or, or or what, but he started throwing it the last couple of weeks and it's, it's looked good.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot, I mean, you see a lot of pitchers throw side sessions even after their games, just throwing one pitch mm-hmm. and Burroughs mm-hmm. may have been just throwing straight changeups the entire time. I mean, the best practice is repetition, man. You just gotta, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, so what you're saying is is Jared Jones isn't quite Devin Williams esque with the changeup. No, not quite, not quite. Okay, okay. So that not transitions quite. us into someone who has looked like Devin Williams with the changeup, and that's Carlos Jimenez. And Jimenez came into the season. Uh, kind of unknown uh, to most Pirate prospect fans. Um, I think he came from the FCL in 21. Uh, you know, transitioning to Low A and Bradenton, and he has looked like the most electric pitcher in Low A. Your team, as of right now, like you're wearing the Bradenton hat, so we got to talk about him at least once. Shout out to Spencer Smith, we love you. So has Jimenez showed more than just the changeup, you know, because from, from my perspective, it seems like the fastball jumps out of his hand very well. It jumps. And then he pairs that with a deadly looking changeup. And, you know, I posted a video of Jimenez, I think late 21, after the season Uh, it was a slow down black and white video. And you saw the rotation of his changeup. And then John chimed in, John Draker of P2, and he said, Jimenez, from the reports that I've seen, has the best change-up in the Pirates system. So can you concur with that
0: after seeing him pitch this year? Absolutely. He has, I think, and one of the best change-ups that I think I have seen in like my short time here covering the, the minor leagues, yeah. and and add into the fact that he's 19 years old that's insane to me the, the, he threw the change up it was a couple starts ago he threw his change up right at 50 of the time it was it was 50 change up it was like 30 30 to 40 um fastball and then the rest was his curveball and it, his stuff is it's is good yeah. He, um, control obviously work in progress kind of uh-huh. thing not uncommon for 19 year old um, but everything else man this this guy's electric and me and John were talking right before I wrote that feature with it and I I we talked about it too that the way it came out of his hand and the way he had that late break back into righties yeah. reminded me so much of Devin Williams so much of him So I made that video, kind of cutting up the two and watching it. And after I, we talked about that. I was talking with John. John said a scout came to him, or they were talking. A scout was talking to him about it. Made that same exact comparison for it. Said that the grip and and the way it moves, yeah. Said just exactly like Devin Williams. Yeah,
1: and I think if Devin Williams didn't have uh, a, a bout with the water cooler or the wall or whatever he punched. Uh, we'd be yeah. talking about <laughs> one of the most dominant bullpen arms in baseball right now, yeah it's yeah. and then <laughs> here comes the Cody and me coming out. Is Jimenez going the same route Williams is as far as transitioning into the bullpen and becoming that dominant one inning guy, or can you see him developing that curveball more? and Using his fastball and change up mix up
0: so, as a starter, so the curve he has shown a very advanced approach p- pitching wise as far as his sequencing and yeah. and that. Um, he uses all three of his pitches, he could use all three of them in any kind of situation. I mean, the, the change is his best pitch, obviously. So, there's a lot of times he'll lead with that and then finish guys off with the curve or blow it by him with blow, by, blow the fastball by him. I, I I think 19, 19 years old it's kind of early to kind of make the starter slash reliever oh, yeah, thing so. on anyone. He he does have the, the pitch repertoire that he'll be able to, if he's a reliever, it's going to be a last minute decision to kind of make that happen. Because yeah. he has the stuff to keep starting throughout the minors until it's a necessity for him to come out of the bullpen or just something doesn't, doesn't come along. Like he doesn't take that next step forward. Yeah. But everything he's shown so far, still really raw. But he he kind of the flashes of a starter, of a guy who you can put in four or five innings. I know that's not your ideal thing for anybody, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with four or five. I'm cool with four innings. Four innings. He's a guy he's a guy you definitely go a couple times through the lineup just because of that that change up there and and the curve is like the change is like the best and it's the best in the system but the curveball isn't isn't nothing to shy away from okay. the fastball is explosive out his hand and so he's ha- he has a good good arsenal yeah
1: the pitch sequencing is always the biggest thing you know determining starter bullpen arm it's just how you mm-hmm. manage the game and manage the batter especially going second time through the lineup um and I and I did look on Fangrass to see if they graded uh, his pitches. Unfortunately, FanGraphs does not have grades on his pitches, but I would assume his changeup would be
0: around a sixty-five, seventy, from what I've That's, seen. It's it's easily a sixty, yeah. easily. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I I remember looking because like whenever I started doing more, you know, as I saw video on everything on him, I looked on there. He's one of the guys like to watch that was sliding over from the FCL to the more more of a like we don't want to rank them because we haven't seen them kind of kind of thing. But which we've is heard fair. good stuff on. Yeah, yeah. But we've heard really good stuff on. So yeah.
1: and you know, then that transitions to, you know, mid season, late season promotions. Jimenez is set to turn twenty July fourteenth or fifteenth, I'm pretty sure. So, you know, you look at the track on how a pitcher especially goes through the system. Is Jimenez due mid-season, late-season into Greensboro to get him more advanced hitting to show if that changeup can translate? I personally think if he continues on this track, absolutely. Because then you have another pitcher who can get into A maybe at 21, and you start mm-hmm. having these waves, which Ben Charrington likes.
0: Yeah.
1: And it sets you up for
0: a pretty good mix-up again with starting pitching. I think I think like yeah he turns 20 in the middle of the season. I think the most important thing is going to be just pitch as many innings as possible this year. Kind of like where you are, Jared like, Jones. Yeah, just get as many innings as possible and the sense like when I wrote that uh, that article on him, Tim sent me a uh like a little snippet of art of an interview he had with um the Bradenton manager Jim Johnson. It was uh. That's really all their goal is with them this year, mm. just innings. Learn how to pitch more effectively, um. So he can get deeper into games and log as many innings. So so that that kind of just leads me to believe that he'll be in Bradenton this year. Like if he if he starts going four or five innings every single start and he's like really efficient, and he's still doing all that stuff. I I guess I wouldn't. Put it by him. They pirates have shown they're okay with being aggressive with people, um, but if if that doesn't happen, then I'd probably say Bradenton all year, and I'd be okay with that because, like, even when he makes the jump up there, he'll start IA at twenty. So
1: yeah, um, yeah, that's perfectly fine. You know, and I, you have you you have a right to an opinion, albeit wrong. It's okay. no I, i get what you're saying though but someone who has jumped from low a to high a this year and probably shouldn't even be in high A, not looking at his age but jacob gonzalez he was on a tear in bradenton what 23 24 years old winning player of the week back to back and then He's batting like a crazy number in Greensboro right now. I saw it was like seven fourteen prior to Friday's game, so <laughs> it's it's two games, obviously, so
0: that's 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 gonna go. I can't, down. I can't even do that and then won't we'll be the show
1: no no i am batting like two thirty. I'm trying to bat him man. yeah yeah it's it's hard
0: i'm I'm, I'm in in the show. <laughs> I I'm, some home runs and
1: I'm a defensive catcher, so my contact rating is oh, not what? great. <laughs> hey, man, I like throwing people out. It's pretty cool. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> but, you know, Jacob Gonzalez, we talked about it off the air. He has yet to see a significant amount of innings in the four years that he's been a minor leaguer at high A, let alone double A. And he's 24 years old. So... What's going on here with him? Is he one of those prospects who dominates at a lower level and then he just comes up and is lost, or is this just bad management by the Giants and by proxy the Pirates as of right now?
0: Well, I mean, I like as far as him starting Bradenton, I, I guess it maybe it was more of let's see what he has. We probably didn't have too much info on him. Probably knew enough to take him because they took him in like the minor league phase of the uh, the R five of the Rule Five. Um, So it was kind of let's see what he has and all that stuff. And you see, like he's one of the first guys to get moved up and stuff like that. They kind of this was probably the plan all along. Um, But he's 24 years old. He's barely seen any time in High A. Hasn't seen any time above that. I mean, some guys are late bloomers. Sometimes it takes a little bit for them to go on. Maybe they just needed a different – he needed a different situation, a different coaching staff, uh, just a different environment, that kind of thing. And maybe it just it, – it's all clicking. I think at, at, at this point, there isn't too much keeping him from getting all the way up to double-A by the end of the year,
1: yeah. I wouldn't
0: think. No. And, I mean, if he's in double-A and plays at least half of the year in double-A – I'll, I'll be cool. I'll be I'll be cool with that. I mean, twenty four isn't incredibly old. It's probably not ideal for double A, but no. yeah. it's 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 average. I think baseball. When I looked at Blake Sable with him being twenty four, it was like league average. Yeah. So obviously, you're gonna have the guys who are the career guys that are a lot higher, and then so it was about average. So we
1: I, I mean, we do have to lead. mention. This is a little off topic, but that's what we do, like I said. Yeah. Uh, Murph has been indoctrinated into the Blake Sable fan club, everybody. Uh, he paid his dues finally, and uh, he is now a part of it. So, Ben, Benny boy, Nola, I know you're listening. Uh, it, Murph deserved it, guys. He, he deserved the Blake Sable fan club, even though he's disrespected our boy a couple of times, leaving
0: him off some lists. It's I think. Okay. I had him okay. on a list that you didn't have him on one time, so I don't want to hear it. You but did, you. you did, you did. It's all, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm vice president, you can't talk about. shit right now, man.
1: <laughs> but uh, no, I, I see what you're saying about Gonzalez, and the, the fact that he is 24, if he makes it to double A by mid season. perfectly fine with it. And we'll see what happens. You know, the Pirates uh, traditionally do not have very good first baseman in the system. Mason Martin is the only one I can think of as of right now. So having another one. Yeah, I mean, think about it, man. (laughs) Yeah. So having Gonzalez be another potential first baseman that the Pirates could use, perfectly fine with that. Um, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I I am feeling, though, that uh, you have a good rant inside because the people by demand are requesting <laughs> so, uh, Big Bear's rants.
0: So what do you got today, man? So I'm not too angry about anything. It's more of a. Something that I've noticed and who, who did I end up saying it, Mike Cameron, uh, the former major league player, he tweeted something that was very. That kind of stuck to me with it, uh, and I don't want to cut, like I feel like at this point there's a lot I can really go on about the moves Ben Sherrington's making uh, and the frustrating frustration level, I think that it's kind of boiling over with everyone, yeah, including me <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think everyone's at that point now and, and to 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 say that you don't have any kind of concern, I think is a concern on its own. Yeah. But what as, as far as where drinking? it comes I <laughs> will let I let like you guys handle like the analysis and breakdowns of of the major league team and the moves he makes on that speaking on the minor league behalf like like I was saying Mike Cameron made a really good point about some of these guy the prospects and stuff that come up that that struggle initially I just, without trying to sound too much like a Cherenkin apologist, development isn't a linear thing. It, it isn't a direct spike up. You don't just start in low A and then you go to high A and double A and then you're in the majors. They're, they're up and down, especially we're, we're still t- like, so now the sample sizes are bigger. So you get a little bit more idea on things, but we're still a month and a half into a six month season. Things will change. Things will go up and down. Mason Martin had that really hot start. He's starting to level off a little bit. Matt Frazier, he had that really bad start. And, and you know, and he's, he's showing some up. pop. Right. And he's showing some pop and power, stuff like that. I mean, you can go, the list goes on. Uh, like we talked about him already. Jared Jones had a really good start. He's kind of been, that's, that's baseball. You have your up and, up and downs in baseball. You can only hope to have more ups than downs. Right. So if that's the case on a on a season to season basis, like that's also the case on a looking at an entire career. So when you're looking at minor leaguers, yes, like we talked about Gonzalez, yes, it is concerning with that. But that's just a month and a half out of a potential ten year career. Maybe he takes a step back this year. It'd be unfortunate. It, it- would suck. It 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 would not look good on a on a organization that there are a lot of questions being raised now. is the first? How round everything's picks. doing? Exact a top ten pick. Yeah, this is your top ten pick, and was it? I, I guess Reed as so he threw that no hitter, he was what like two or three picks after that. Yeah, after Nick Gonzalez got picked.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but that's that's the game. The game. This game's all about adjustments, making that adjustments. And if he has a bad year, but he learns from it and he becomes a better player because of it, in the end, he still makes it to the majors and he still does good. No one's going to care what he did in 2022 in in, Alto- in A Altoona. Yeah. If he spent 2022 in Altoona struggling, so then when he gets to the majors, he's the player that we thought he was going to be. Yep. So... It's hard. I hate to tell Pirates fans to be patient because we've been patient long enough. But <laughs> when it comes to player development, there are just as many step backs as there are going to be step forwards. Well, ideally, there are less step backs than there are step forwards.
1: But it's baseball. But yeah,
0: there are going to be step backs. It's just you're hoping when they take the step back, they realize what they're doing wrong to take those two or three steps forward. Yeah.
1: Uh, Baseball is the only sport where if you're successful three times out of 10, you had a pretty good year. Yeah.
0: So you're an elite player, probably, probably that's probably going to make a couple hundred million in the offseason. Yeah. Don't or be say successful that, man. three out of 10 times. Bob Nodding's
1: listening. Shush. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would, that would be fucking hysterical if he was listening to this, man. That'd be crazy. that would be, that'd be shocked crazy but you know that's pretty good rant i'd have to say you know it's it's shouting out Whatever. some uh people without shouting them out
0: with the overreactions and the you don't and know that's, what and that's both that's both sides of the spectrum going on it and like what people want to say is either here or there you're you're entitled to your opinion if you want to ju- like for me though like it's this is a six month commitment to follow this team it's a it's six month six well, I mean, to be honest, it's it's a year round thing what what we do. We, yeah. we we spend our lives invested in following and and, and and stuff like that. So like I'm not gonna get overly worked up over a guy's struggles for a month when I know for eleven other I'm still gonna be following and watching him and knowing full well that things can very well turn around like like with Matt Frazier just at a swing of a bat. Nick Gonzalez might go out there tomorrow, hit hit a curveball, dead center, or hit pull it, or hit, a, and then just like, whoa, I can do it. This That's is how the, I did it. Yeah, and then and then just from there, he just goes insane.
1: Yeah, it's very possible, and I hope you're right. I mean, Nick Gonzalez, as you said, top ten pick, and Pirates have had uh, a very dicey track record with top ten picks in the past. You know, I wrote the article today on Cole Tucker, and is Cole Tucker the worst draft pick? In that ten-year span from 2014 to 2004, probably not. He's not Tony Sanchez bad. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that was pretty bad.
1: Yeah, that that's 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 pretty. Bad. I mean, there was some Brad Lincoln. I mean, there's some names you could go off of. Brad Lincoln broke my heart. Yeah. I was really excited about him. I was too, man. I just like the name uh, to be honest with you. It's so basic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's baseball. It's a crapshoot. Absolutely, it is. But what, what what year was Danny Moskos? Oh, he was Oak, he was in Oak, the article.
0: Was, he, was, was, oh, he was like 4 right? 0-6. No, um, it, 06, 06. it might 06. have been oh six. Look, I'm gonna look on I the Google verse. His... I know because I, I got his autograph at an out in a game one time. Did you really? Yeah, I saw I saw him twice. I saw him as a starter. And I saw him again when they switched him back to the bullpen.
1: Daniel Moss. He's like a pitching
0: coach or something like that somewhere. Yeah.
1: The assistant he's, pitching
0: coach for the Cubs. He spent one year in the major leagues. That's it. He posted a 296 so ERA too. He, huh. I was so hyped when they called him up. And he, he like posted a scoreless first inning too. I was so excited for him. 2007. Dude, I love my lefties. 2007. 2007. Oh, okay.
1: Yep, first round. Clemson University. <sighs> yeah, there's been some bad picks. And th- that's going to happen. You can't automatically just blame Ben Charrington, you know, because scouting department too, man. You got to look at that. And bad picks happen. Yeah. But we can't automatically just tag Nick Gonzalez as a bad draft pick, man. I mean, he was drafted in what, 2020? No, no. Or 20- 2020.
0: Oh, yeah. no, he's still got
1: He has in still plenty ways of time, to go. man. And maybe he turns out bad. It's possible. It's baseball. Like you said. Yeah. But we gotta quit going off of these small, small sample sizes. Yeah, I'm worried about Gonzalez. It is time to hit the panic button a little bit with the strikeout rate. But that doesn't automatically mean I'm saying he's gonna suck his entire career. You know, sometimes you find success in your failures because you learn from them. And if Nick learns
0: that's fine. Yeah, I'd rather have him fail now than fail in Pittsburgh. Absolutely,
1: bucking lutely I said bucking. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, Murph, it's been a pretty good show despite uh, yeah. Louisiana Ted not chiming in with his uh, witty, witty remarks and Juju in the mm-hmm. background giving commentary. I miss that little bugger.
0: He gave yeah. some good analysis. Yeah, yeah. oh, his insights on point
1: oh yeah absolutely i mean he cursed the brewers series but that's okay it, it, it's bound to happen it's the brewers yeah <laughs> murph do you have any uh final words of wisdom uh before we start wisdom? wrapping the show up man wisdom probably not wisdom no no wisdom can no, we no wisdom that do you have any mistakes
0: that we can learn from oh i got plenty of mistakes <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've made plenty of mistakes but that's a whole nother show <laughs> i've made Which plenty of tag
1: mistakes, at mistakes. How,
0: how long how long you got i don't think we got that long what time is it <laughs> i'm
1: glad you had a watch on your wrist because hannah does that where she pretends looks at a watch on her wrist i tries I have, me up a
0: wall <laughs> i you know the apple watch i've gotten so used to it on there that if it if i forget to charge it and it, it like dies and oh. i like take it off to charge it i will still every 20, 10, 15 minutes, look at my wrist, trying to figure out what time it is. And it's just lost. I just get lost without it.
1: Uh, Cal Mitchell just hit a second home run of the night in the 10th inning, 7-5. to five.
0: Nice. Yes.
1: Nice. Cal Mitchell, I hope to see you in Pittsburgh very
0: soon. Yes, that would be fun. The only thing I'm, I, I, I'm, that I think about with it is the amount of lefties they have up there. Mm-hmm. In the outfield, because you already have Gamble and Sewin. Unless you're like swapping Sawinski for for Mitchell, which I don't, I that. don't really want to send Sawinski down right now. No, I, th- I think he's like the average and all that stuff isn't quite there yet. But he's, he's great getting, approach. At the you plate. know, he he looks there. Yeah, he he look, he doesn't look lost out there. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I could... guess it really doesn't matter. You can stick as many lefties as you want in in your lineup that you can fit. I guess, but. Where, where are you going to play? Where are you going to play Mitchell right now, though?
1: Yeah, I Gamble's mean, playing
0: really good. I guess Swinsky, Swinsky and Cal can switch off. You're not going to take Vogelbach out of the lineup.
1: Yeah, that's the only place so, I. That's the place I want Mitchell. To be honest with you, I want him as DH. a DH.
0: He kind of had to play. He kind of had to play um, in the outfield the other day that I was watching. I was like, ugh, that's DH material right
1: there." <laughs> Nola man. Nola hit us in the DMs. He said, "Cal today, and it's SpongeBob all buffed up." Yep. Absolutely, Nola. Oh, I know you're listening, park. man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Your, your Twitter DMs are are fire because your gifts are on oh, point yeah. with mine, yeah. man. They're not quite me. I, I come up with the fire gifts. <laughs> I will admit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Shoot me up in the DMs. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you some fire gifts, but that, <laughs> this is the part of the show boys and girls where we, you know, wrap up the episode and uh, give out the social, but before we do, I just want to take the time to thank each and every one of you for listening because we've reached over 1800 lifetime downloads of the podcast. I still wish transistor would allow us to look at views and listens uh, more as a more post to just downloads, but I know you guys are out there spreading the good message, uh, our good message, I guess you could say. And Murph, I and Noel are very appreciative of all the support you've shown. And
0: uh absolutely,
1: you know, we're gonna we're gonna take this podcast to to newer heights. I'm I'm very sure of it. You just gotta be patient. Like you got to be patient with the pirates. It's a long grind, man, to get to where we want to be, but we're right where we should be right now. Mm-hmm. So that's my parting gift to you. A very big thank you, and uh, you know, I'll give you my social so you can follow me. It's uh, at Murphanko, M-U-R-P-H-A-N-K-O, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 not strictly just writing for Pittsburgh baseball now. I plan to get back to P two eventually, but very focused on you know Pittsburgh baseball now and writing you know strictly for them at the time being, just because. There's a lot of content going on and we want to build the site as big as we can. And uh, you know, the press credentials are a new thing for me. So I'm just riding it out right now. It's very fun. But uh, Murph, give out your socials, man. man. So the people can follow you.
0: As always, give me a follow on Twitter at double underscore Murphy 88. Also, we're very, I'm very close to 50s subscribers on the youtube channel yes link to the youtube page is in my bio on twitter i had i've posted a couple of things here within the last couple of nights i try to get at the very least the guys the, the starting pitchers and stuff like that because that's a little bit easier to to get together and whatnot but a lot of cool stuff if you don't have uh, minor league baseball tv good way to keep up with what's going
1: on absolutely you don't have to read <laughs> box scores constantly
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh sorry i had something caught in my throat
0: there yeah yeah i'm
1: good i, I got my yeah, root okay. beer next to me and, and my pirate smoke so i'm good uh, <laughs> but since nola isn't here i'll give out his social so you can follow that crazy son bitch it's uh, at nola jeffy n-o-l-a-j-e-f-f-y and uh, he's been posting more recently. He's been tweeting a little more, getting a little he's uh, more
0: active and all that. He's, getting, yeah. he's getting close. He can see, he can see that 100-follower mark. Yes. So he, he's fighting for it. He's Guys, for
1: it. I said thank you earlier, but you're disappointing me with not following Nola, man. He's a great follower. I swear to God, yeah. he is. You yeah. can't just look at the follow-to-followers ratio all the time. You just can't. You can't be as great as me with the follower to followees ratio. You just can't. But Nola's very close. No, I'm kidding, guys. I had to get, get a little <laughs> bit of brag, brag in there before we ended the show. But as always, rate, review, subscribe so uh, we can get those uh, pretend dollars in my head up. Not really getting money for this. But <laughs> it would be great you know, to spread the message and continue to grow to you know, at least 2,000 lifetime downloads by the end of this episode or even the episode after that. Staying right on track, so we love you guys very much. And Murph, since Noah isn't here, can we please get this right? <laughs> let's let's go, go. Bucks. Bucks! You bastard.